from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs. This is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back to Locked On Chiefs. We have a lot to run down today. We're going to give you all the information at our fingertips as we get going here on Monday afternoon to record this one for you. I am Ryan, the host of RGR Football and the founder of Rogue Analytics. And I am Chris. Thank you very much for listening. I appreciate it. or We both appreciate it. And we have a little bit to talk about today. Yeah, we're going to go over the, the injuries, the comings and goings, back and forth as the Chiefs start to get into the, the second week, the big week of training camp. We're going to talk uh, about what's going on with the cap. There's actually a little bit more than we thought and how they could possibly use that. And then we're going to get into, and this is going to be the best way that I say this probably all month, Jody Fortson and the receiver crew. Yeah, and uh, Brett Beach is a magician. Just want to throw that out there. <laughs> a, a lot coming going. I, the one that sticks out for me, is uh, Kalichi Assembly has a shoulder that they, what I heard Ted Cruz say is that, that they were being cautious with, uh, to paraphrase, that's not a quote. Uh, that doesn't mean that it's an acute injury that he, you know, like went out on one play, but clearly it seems like there's some soreness or something there. And hopefully it's a precautionary holdout because that is the injury that cost him his season last year. And it's been what I think was the big concern about people not signing him through the offseason for the most part. Yeah, and if they think it's going to be something that is going to be something that he can get past quickly, it makes sense for them to uh, limit his usage and see if they can get him healthy. Uh, the question is, is it the same shoulder? I would imagine it probably is, but we don't know that. Um, so, you know, it's possible that it's the other shoulder and, and that could be a completely different issue, but I would imagine it's the same one. Uh, Martinez Rankin didn't practice. Dan Yelder didn't practice. Mike Dana, Derek Naughty, Braxton Hoyt, Maurice French, Alex Okafor, and Armani Watts did not practice. Yeah, it's it's still a laundry list. Um, that's a little bit concerning. I know Naughty, they said, was um, just standard rest on that ankle that had been repaired over the offseason. So that's not a big concern, I don't think, other than him being in shape. But who stands out to you on that list? Well, it doesn't surprise me that Rankin didn't practice. Um you know, Okafor not practicing, I would probably not be okay with if it wasn't for, I think, K-Pass is actually taking a step forward, so I think they're going to be okay there. And I'm really curious what Speaks is going to be able to do this year. Uh, you know, Mike Dana not being able to practice, that's going to set him back and having a chance to make this roster, so big questions there. And, you know, Deion Yeller is probably going to lose his position at this point. He's he's taking his chances here. He's got to get back if he wants to make it and – um, uh, Nick Kaiser certainly has improved in the, in the staff's eyes, certainly in the media arms eyes. Um, the question is, has he, has he surpassed Yelder overall? And I, I like Elder's, Yelder's upside still, but it's, it's the classic thing. If you're not on the field at practice, especially this year at practice, you don't have any way to make the club. Right. And Armani Watts is a question mark as well. I mean, with the signing of Colbert, I mean, you have to wonder if if Watts is going to be on the outside looking in. Yeah, and that's that's where I'm coming to, too. First, finding out last week that Tedder Thompson was taking some reps with the ones over Armani Watts. And now they went and signed Colbert, who, if you guys missed it or you're new to the show, we talked to Adrian Colbert a couple of years ago before he was drafted. You can check that out in the feed. Um, but a guy that specifically did what we've been talking about is if one has to miss anything, Adrian Colbert played free safety for the Dolphins and played quite a bit for them. He's got some experience. I think uh, total, he's got about double the snaps that Armani Watts does. So that's evidently a crutch that might help him. Well, and Armani Watts has been hurt over a couple of years with the Chiefs. So that's a big concern uh, for him going forward into this year. Yeah. 
That's that's probably the toughest one. Availability to be there when you're needed, especially that your starter's recovering. But there are bigger fish to fry. When we get back, we're going to get into some of the other aspects of what's going on with the Chiefs and where their front office really is. And chain stores had different price tiers for professional mechanics versus us do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everyone, and they're reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or an account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. I did this the other day for my new charger and it worked fantastic. You need to go check it out. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Between never-ending laundry cycles and incoming emails, you've got plenty on your to-do list. Give yourself one thing less to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. DoorDash is the app that brings the food you're craving right now right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be left at your door. DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to keep communities we operate in safe. This is a fantastic system. I did use it on my vacation last week. Uh, and they dropped the food off at my door at the hotel. It was just absolutely fantastic. Loved it. Uh, right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code Locked On. That's $5 off your order and zero delivery fees when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code Locked On. Don't forget, that's code Locked On for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. So when we start looking at the salary cap situation for Kansas City, and and I kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier that Brett Beach is a magician. Um, Kansas City has signed, uh, let's see, Travis Kelsey to an extension. Um, let's see, Chris Jones to an extension. Um, they signed a couple of free agents. Uh, what, there was another big deal that they signed. Who was it? Oh, it's somebody in the teens, right? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, uh, one five. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, duh. No, I'm kidding. I knew. But the whole point is they had $177 in cap space uh, in March. Uh, It was just reported right now that the Chiefs have salary cap space per the NFLPA of $13,648,000. Now, granted, that is only the top 51 salaries, uh, so that's going to drop, but that's still pretty substantial. It really is. I mean, over $200 million in signings. Now, obviously, that's not one year, but that's a lot of money they spent this offseason and one that I, just like a lot of people, felt that they were not going to be able to do this particular year. But, man, I I don't know how he does this. And we've talked earlier before about Brad Tillis 
and some of the other support that, that Brett Feach has. He's not a one-man operation. Yes, he's probably the guy waving the magic wand, but there is a lot of help behind him. And they've done a lot of work. Is there still some that they possibly need to do? It could be out there. Um, we heard from Steve Spagnolo that he feels he's going to attack the fact that Bashar Breeland is going to be suspended with possibly multiple players. That tells me that there's not one. Games. No, multiple players. He said there were multiple guys that could take some of those reps. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I misunderstood your comment. So that tells me that there's not one person that's ready to take over that position and be the guy who is his replacement. So that maybe leaves the door open. Do you think that it's a high enough priority that with 13 million in cap that they have to go look for something? Nope. Okay. No, I think that they're looking at trying to carry this over and they're, they may try to create more cap space going into next year uh, because we've already talked about it. They're going to be way over next year, no matter what the cap is probably going to be because uh, it's going to be down uh, mainly because you're not going to have fans in the stands for most of the game. So that's going to be a big issue. Uh, one thing that I do want to point out, we kind of mentioned Osimile when it came to his injury, but something else I saw today, he signed a contract for $1.2 million. Um, do you think that there's any possibility that he signs for that kind of contract if Patrick Mahomes isn't the quarterback in Kansas City? No, why would you? Exactly. So you have a situation now where you have Patrick Mahomes is the reason people are coming to Kansas City and they're willing to pay for less play for less money than they could probably get elsewhere. That is really the point I had. And I got this from Peter King's story today. Uh, if you haven't read that, you need to go check it out. One other interesting piece, and I know we want to talk about the salary cap, but I do have to just say this because we did talk about it during the draft season. They were really looking at Henry Ruggs. If Ruggs dropped, they were going to take him. Yeah, that was I, – I picked up on that too. I tweeted something out about it. And I, I remember in the pre-draft run-up, there was a lot of conversation and people were asking me about could they really do that. And I told them, I was like, He's not only the best wide receiver in this class, he's the best athlete period in this class in terms of the way that he measures out. Is he, is he raw running routes? Yes, absolutely. But that athleticism, if you plug that in to this team. Yeah, I was just going to say he does, he wouldn't have had to have been great at running routes his first year. Right. right. <laughs> That's all I was going to say. Sorry. No, I'm with you. I, I just. Oh. I, I got a lot of static at the time that there's no way that they would do that because of the lineup that they have. And just knowing that the Chiefs are less concerned, this and and the Clyde pick tell me that the Chiefs are less concerned about what they have versus what they perceive a player's top-end potential to be. You know, you could have said we had a guy in David Williams that almost was the MVP of the Super Bowl. Why would we go get a running back? But they did. Same would have been the same situation. I mean, Tyreek Hill's arguably the best receiver in football. I think he's probably in the top three myself, but you can make the argument, right? McCall Hardman is super fast. I mean, Sammy Watkins, the, the guy who ran four four one, is the slow dude. Well, but here's the here's the thing about all of that, and I agree with it completely. But here's the thing that is a key that Peter King pointed out: Tyreek Hill is injured right now, and I'm not saying he's going to miss the first week. I don't think he will. He came back to practice today. I think he'll be fine. But those types of players are going to be more susceptible to soft, soft tissue injuries than other players. And that is going to be a big problem if you get multiple injuries in that wide receiver group. It really could affect the offense. Now, don't get me wrong. Patrick Mahomes is going to do Patrick Mahomes things and, and he will elevate players around. But that still could be an issue for him. 
Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Soft tissue, especially this year, without OTAs, without mini camps. You know, I think everybody's a little bit more susceptible to that. Um, I haven't heard any numbers across the league. I know Andy said he felt it like it was pretty normal a week ago in one of his pressers. Obviously, it still seems a little bit over the top to me. Um, luckily, Tyreek is not I've seen. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, I, I was going to say Tyreek doesn't seem to be a, a long-term injury. Yeah, no, he doesn't. But I've seen other coaches that, and I can't remember who said it, but I saw it today. I think on Twitter saying one of the coaches came out and said, "Yeah, we have a lot more soft tissue injuries this year than we ever have." Uh, like they think it's up thirty or forty percent over last year. Oh wow! So you know that, but that doesn't surprise me. I mean, you're in a situation where these players weren't able to do the things that they normally would be able to do and get ready for this type of season. I mean, football is football, and it's different than any of the kind of training you can do. Yeah, it really is. And that's that's what it comes down to. So do you then backfill your roster with guys that maybe can help you? It doesn't seem like the corner position is going to be it. If this assembly thing is serious, you could see another lineman. I don't know if there's much out there. I feel like they got a, a decent backup in, in Kilgore, so that might have taken care of a lot of that. Well, I can't say for certain, but... Um, well, that makes you wonder about Allegretti. It does. And, you know, it's been it's been a stretch for a guy that played right tackle in college. Um, clearly, he, they, they seem to like him inside. I know he played some center, I thought, earlier in his college career. I can't remember off the top of my head for certain, but I, I think so. I, I'm just not. I think he's huge. And I don't think he, he definitely when I watch his college tape, I was not impressed with his pad level at at that level. And now at the NFL level, I, I think that's probably still an issue. I don't know. Maybe he just needs more time, and that's why we're, he's not in the conversation. At least when we hear from Andy Heck over the weekend, I didn't hear his name. Um, you know, maybe that's just—it's still a developmental thing. That could certainly be it. Um, you got to hope so. You got to hope that they're going to get some kind of return on that. Considering you're already out LDT, um, you would have hoped that Allegretti would be a guy that would be at least you know third on the depth chart at that point. Yeah, I would hope so too. And, and clearly, Wiley was the guy in with the ones we saw over the weekend. So. That's a good thing. Um, that's kind of where we thought it was going to go, and I think we both liked him better on the right uh, rather than the left hand side. That's that's fine, you know. That, I think a little competition goes a long way. I think Kilgore will provide that, and maybe that'll push Algretti to new heights as well. Um, I think there are a lot of positions on this roster that competition is good for. Uh, coming up next, we're going to get into maybe the most contested group, certainly on the offense, but maybe overall on this roster. It doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everyone needs support to make it through their day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and vitamin B, C to give you support you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBDMD has to offer, they're offering our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code LOCKEDONNFL at checkout. Once again, that's CBMD.com, promo code LOCKEDONNFL for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. Hey, sports fans, you know how much you've missed watching sports over the last few months? Well, the athletes of Special Olympics Missouri have not been able to train or compete since March. 
and they miss their sports and their friends as well. You can help support them in this time of need and potentially walk away with a brand new 2020 GMC Canyon 4x4 truck. Here's how to participate. Buy your raffle tickets between now and October 31st. Just go to somo.org slash raffle. That's S-O-M-O dot O-R-G slash R-A-F-F-L-E. And click the green button, buy truck tickets generically. $20 for five tickets, one is free. Connect SOMO athletes to health and wellness programs. $5 per ticket supports individuals with intellectual disabilities. $10 minimum on online purchases. Important side note to mention, you do not need to live in Missouri to win. So for all you out-of-state listeners, you can help too. Let's go. October 31st is your last day to buy tickets, but don't wait till then, because along the way, you have a chance to win one of two trip prizes to either Branson or to Vegas. And by purchasing $40 worth or eight tickets, you are entered to win both in separate drawings. Missouri Special Olympics athletes need your help getting back on the field of competition. For just $5, you'll help them prepare for their next tournament and give yourself a chance to win a truck, a trip to Branson or Las Vegas, and $500 in cash. Check out somo.org slash raffle. Now, I'm glad that you brought up the rugs thing in the last segment because I thought that was telling. But Patrick had a couple of comments that, that caught me off guard as well. And the one that stood out, and there's a lot of competition. We're going to talk about somebody here in a second. But did you dig his comment about Demarcus Robinson is a starter everywhere else in the league? I mean, is that the gist of it? That was the gist of it, and I understand he's trying to go to bat for his guy, and I think Patrick Mahomes is smart enough to know that it doesn't matter what Demarcus Robinson does in Kansas City this year. More than likely, there's no way he's back next year uh, because I cannot see he is going to be willing to take another cheap deal to stay in Kansas City, uh, and if he does anything this year, he will get a better offer somewhere else. Well, I'm glad that they have chemistry, and they, they clearly have. He's said that in the past, and pump your boy up, but to call him a number one somewhere else I think is – Ooh, that's big. That's big words. Well, and, that, that's huge words. But what does that mean about McCall Hardman? Because McCall Hardman has surpassed him on the depth chart, right? I mean, that's uh, take the rugs thing out, out of daydreaming. This is trio together with Kelsey is just so formidable that you know I, I can see getting a bump. If you're the fourth guy, maybe you do deserve a bump. And I do think McCall's in for a big year. I think it's. It's so solid in those top four. And we've seen DeMarcus have some big plays. Yes, we all know what the drawbacks are, and we don't need to harp on that. But the interesting thing is they have legitimate candidates for five and six that are guys that will play on other rosters. Um, and thank you, Herbie Teope, for taking over um, and really getting in the corner of the guy that I, I talked to last year before the draft that I was pretty high on then. And uh, Jody Fortson's coming on pretty hard, isn't he? He is, and him actually talking to the media tells me that I don't think that there's any way they're trying to get him to the practice squad. That, I mean, if they did, they just shot themselves in the foot, right? I can't, Yeah, I just can't imagine. I, I mean, at this point, with everything that the beat writers have been saying about Fortson when they have been talking, uh, I didn't think that there was any possible way he could get to the the practice squad. But at this point, if you're going to let him talk to the media and you're going to have Tyron Matthew talking about him, uh, yeah, sorry, but there's no way if you're going to try to sneak him on the practice squad, he's not going to be there. Somebody will pick him up. Yeah, I mean, do not throw a spotlight on a guy that you're trying to be sneaky with. I, I agree with you. I tend to think that that means that he's got the leg up right now. Um, I wouldn't say that he's above Pringle. I mean, I, obviously, what do I know? None of us have seen practice. We don't have a clue. Normally by now, Chris and I have both had eyes on this entire roster and been able to tell you what we see. Um, and maybe that's what the big the big quandary is. But 
I generally would think that Brian Pringle is probably the five and that it's down to Dieter, Kemp, and Fortson for the six. But like you said, maybe that puts Fortson out front. I can't imagine that, that you're going to be talking about – I think Byron Pringle is safely the number five unless he is moved down in the Chiefs group's eyes, and maybe he has. But I would think with everything he does on special teams, I think that Dave Tobe really likes him. Uh, and really, when you're talking about the fifth and sixth wide receivers, that's really what it's going to come down to is, you know, Dave Tobe is going to get a choice in those guys. Um, and maybe he's not going to get a choice in two of them, but he will get a choice in one of them. And I would imagine that, you know, Marcus Kemp would probably be choice number one, but I can't imagine Byron Pringle will be too far behind. So I think he might get over road on that one. Uh, and you end up in a situation where you're keeping Byron Pringle and releasing Kemp and then, you know, Garrick Dieter, he he's had good days at camp, and and maybe he's able to find a way on the roster. I just, it's really hard for me to see at this point unless they're keeping more than six wide receivers. Yeah, I I have to agree with you. I'm just I'm in the dark enough that I'm uncomfortable predicting who that might be. But I agree with you. Tobe's going to be influential on the on the fifth and sixth spot. And we've heard Byron Pringle talk about how much effort he's put into learning the special teams and getting good at it. And we we saw that last year. But he also made some plays on the field on offense. Um, obviously, not as much as, as uh, Demarcus, but he didn't yeah, have much yeah. opportunity either. Yeah, but he he had a great uh, one of the plays that keeps getting replayed by Patrick or about Patrick Mahomes was his TD against Indianapolis, where people are going, "You don't do that," mm-hmm. and he rolled out, and Pringle was the one that caught the TD in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, that wasn't Pringle really making any play; that was Mahomes. But still, that was you know. Was one of the plays that Pringle made. He he caught it. So well, he made himself available for that pass, and he kept himself from coming out of the end zone. Right. Yep. That's the one where he's coming back into the field to play. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. It, well, and and you know, one of the things that reading Peter King's article earlier today also shared talking about Patrick Mahomes is Andy Reid is so comfortable giving him anything at this point. Um, you know, you talk about situations where. Uh, they ran a, a design play where they had Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, McCole Hardman, and Sammy Watkins all on the same side of the field. <laughs> and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the backfield. I don't know how you're going to defend that, but I think all the routes were going to the right. Good luck with that. Dude, that's like an instant Xanax prescription for every DB on the opposition. Yeah. And uh, so you're sitting in a situation where you have all that speed that you got to deal with and, you know, you're going to get Clyde Edwards-Hilaire going, maybe you, you roll him out to the left and get him one-on-one with a linebacker. Yeah, I'll take that every single day of the week and twice on Sundays. Yeah, and that will pay you all yeah, day absolutely. long. And, well, and the other thing is, is, is King talked about uh, them rolling Patrick Mahomes out to the left-hand or to the right side of the, of the design of the play, and he feels like Reed gives him the ability to throw back left if he thinks something's open there. Because he knows Mahomes' arm will be able to do it. So, and the key word is think, because he doesn't need to see it, right? So, you know, we'll have to see. I, I think it's going to be interesting. But when you start talking about the wide receivers, I don't think you have Fortson talk to the media if you don't think he's going to be on this team, or if you want to try to hide him. That's a very good point. I mean, I don't think we've seen Demarcus. We haven't seen Pringle. Um, I don't think. Have we even seen McColl at the podium since camp started? I don't think so. I don't think we have. So either you're absolutely right, and they are confident that they are, don't have to go through the rigmarole of trying to get him on the practice squad, or they're just trying to make Herbie happy. 
And maybe it's that they requested to talk to Fortson because he keeps making plays. I don't know. But it's really interesting to me to see them bring a guy like him onto the podium when you have no ability to see any kind of plays that are going on in camp. Uh, You can't send scouts to their practices. You can't do anything. You just have to read what the beat reporters are saying. And everybody keeps saying that Fortson is doing things. And Tyron Matthew, of all people, comes out and, and says, you know, Fortson got up and got a one-hander over me and, and then started talking to me afterwards, and he's loving on the kid. Yeah. And that's awesome. And, and you know, I'm sure during the, during the conversation, it, Matthew was probably not loving on him then, but he was loving on him afterwards. I mean, those guys are going to be competitive, and you expect there to be a little bit of fire there. So those are the things you want. Uh, but it, but Fortson came out and said he was, he's been a huge Tyron Matthew fan his entire life, and he wore number seven in college because of Matthew. Yeah. I mean – and even if you hadn't, yes, that's that's great, and that's a really nice connection here. But you're a UDFA in your second camp trying to make this roster, and the top player on the defense calls you out as somebody that's competing with him. That's a sign of development. I don't care who you are. Yep, and Fortson gives you something that none of the other wide receivers outside of maybe Kemp give you in the size. And... Uh, Fortson's height, I mean, even he, I think he probably has a larger vertical than Kemp, I would imagine. So I would think that Fortson gives you a little bit more than than Kemp does. But it's going to be interesting to see how that wide receiver group shakes out. Yeah, um, just call it dunking on an 11-foot hoop. Uh, That's the way that works. Yeah, pretty much. We will keep you apprised of new updates for the wide receivers as well as every other position that comes across. So we thank you guys for checking this one out and for all the iTunes reviews. Appreciate you taking your time today. We will talk with you tomorrow. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening.